Hi, I'm Chris Norman, and you're listening to Boxwood's Artist Huddle Conversations. Our September 15th, 2020 Artist Huddle featured the klezmer flute player Adrian Greenbaum. We chatted about the history of klezmer in Eastern Europe and North America, and its long history with the flute. She shares some of her musical philosophy, experiences, and some great tunes. For a lot of people, Adrian, klezmer is a music that's so closely associated with the Jewish faith and with Jewish identity. I think for those of us who are not Jewish, an immediate question would be, are we welcome here in this music? And what would be our place in the music as non-Jewish people? Uh, should we have any concerns about cultural appropriation as, as we talk about this music? Excellent, excellent. So it's not as complicated a concept as you might think. First of all, we can erase any kind of inappropriate, you know, like I'm not Jewish. It's not really based on, on any kind of faith. It's cultural. And so we, we Jews, of course, call it our music, and it is. It's the music of the Jewish people. But I'd rather think of it as the Jewish people rather than the Jewish faith. I am not particularly religious myself. On the other hand, um, certainly you've got those who are religious, but we also have stars in, in Klezmer who are not Jewish at all. So, I mean, and there's, there's even a group in Amsterdam called De Goyim. They just like the music. Yeah. And I it's don't so think anybody... because these objections rarely come from musicians or from artists in, in any genre. It's often the people that are outside of the artistic pursuit that, that tend to raise these objections. But, you know, generally sure. speaking, in my experience, if you've got an understanding of the music and you have a contextual basis to, to play the music, just in, in your own musicality, there's, there's just no question about it. Exactly. And, and you know, I've fallen into... I want to be Irish. I want to be Scottish. You know, I, I had my sister sort of dig deep into our DNA and, and she said, sorry, there's nothing there. And I've, I've always felt that I should have some, some lineage there in order to be allowed. But they all welcomed me in Scotland. And of course, there were the Jews that came out to hear me. Uh, no one complained. And then you know, when I, I found that Scottish set mislabeled in, in the folio, it was trying to say Caledonia, but it, it was really butchered spelling um, by this Polish guy who just, you know, scrawled something. But we figured it out. It's definitely Caledonia. And there were four, four tunes. That was right in the, the Klezmer folder. And obviously it, it existed there because they either liked it and or someone requested it for a fair. Uh, they, klezmer bands play for county fairs. So uh, whatever that means in, in uh, Eastern Europe. So it's not just Jewish music that they have to know. It's just like any, any klezmer has to know how to play in, back in the day when we were really working at weddings. If someone requested the Macarena, fine. 
Right. They're, they're just there to play, play popular music of whatever people yeah. want to hear. So I, I know Klezmer right. has a, a very close association with music of the Roma from the, the Romani and the, the gypsy population of Eastern Europe. Help, help me understand the delineation there of, of where, where that Eastern European gypsy music contacts with, with Klezmer music. And wh- where does one end and the other begin? I'm sure it's a blurry... It's a blurry area, but just talk a little bit about that, if you would. Um, it's really just based on meeting and traveling and picking up. Jews did maybe as much as the Romas in terms of, of roaming around. No, no pun intended. Uh, traveling around and meeting other cultures. And equally, really, they, they would latch on to Turkish and Egyptian, and wherever the music took them or a gig took them, they would bring it back. And I would gather that the Roma style was was closely related because they would feel that being gypsy, they didn't have the same vibe of sticking to rules. I think they were they were more free. They, you know, enjoyed our modes and we enjoyed theirs and that's really you know when you when you would read about or if i were to have been fortunate enough to go out and do field work i would have been out in the in the hills and finding out oh you know this tune it's not exactly what we know it as and almost far from it but that happens everywhere I was just flipping through this major resource um, that we have that an ethnomusicologist was hired by the, the Ukrainian government to literally go around and say, sing into my disc or, you know, and he recorded and he wrote down what, they, what their job was and uh, whether they sang or played an instrument and what area. And he was you know, far out into the hills. And lo and behold, you look at, at uh, we're going to do one tonight. It traveled, the tunes traveled far and wide. So he might have met someone, you know, who knows it from his family in faraway places. Um, and it came all the way to New York. Yeah. I'm um, interested, Adrian, on this question of where these points of contact are you look at the old black and white photographs and you often, you do see pictures of flute players that they're all playing classical Western BAME flutes or simple system flutes. Are there any examples, yes. old pictures of klezmer bands that have somebody playing a ney or a fuyara or any of the traditional flutes of, of the Romani? Yes, um, less so, but um, the, the ney definitely. Um, and if I were to you know, branch out more. I, I find it difficult to play. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the anything sure. side it's hard, to, it's hard to forget the old and learn the new for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's no fingering involved. There's, you know, you just have to get the sound and then, you know, get the harmonics. Oh, if, if you, uh, okay. you know, so, look so behind there actually me. Are, there actually are some, some photos of folks playing klezmer on a nay. Yes. But really, I, maybe, maybe it's the ones I focused on, but they're mostly 90% are doing this. 
you know, using a, a, a Western instrument. And that's why I ran into, you might, you might have, some of you might know the name um, from the flute list, um, this woman who came out with the flute dictionary. And she kept asking me, describe a klezmer flute. I said, it's, it's a cymbal system flute. It's not a separate instrument. It's what the klezmer played. Yeah, at the it's same like the time, of the Irish flute, which is you know a non-existent instrument as well, it's just a style that you play on a flute. Yes. Now, yeah. Now, Adrian, you have been such yeah. a trailblazer, not only in restoring the flute to its rightful place in klezmer music, but also as a woman in klezmer music. Again, as I look back at those old photos of klezmer bands, it's remarkable how there's not a woman to be seen in any of them. No. Um, yeah, we were disallowed. I, yeah, we were so we were not allowed. Tell us a little bit about that journey for you. Yeah. Uh, not only okay. discovering the music on the flute, but also you know being a woman. I think you know I used I've had this question posed to me many times. Two years ago, there was a complete organization uh, devoted to women in <laughs> klezmer, and we there were eleven of us from North America that got together, and we were questioned, how does it feel to be a woman in this business? I think it, it was no different, which is not good, um, to being in the early orchestras where it was frowned upon. How could you, you know, how could you join us? You're supposed to be at home, um, whatever the thoughts were. And I experienced it in Klezmer camp, I was on staff when the director said, okay, faculty, go on stage. All the men went on stage and my students were going, Adrian, get up there. I said, mm-mm. And they said, why not? I said, I know what the reaction's gonna be. Oh, come on, you can't possibly be thinking that. I went on, you, oh, it was so hurtful the heads went like this. Yeah, of course, it's not just klezmer music. It's every pursuit, yeah. not, not only in music, but of course, any, any pursuit you can name. I think, though, in the end, I think I've been left out of festivals much more, much more because I play the flute. And I still get it from clients. You know, they want the, the violin, if anything, that's not going to be loud. That, that vibe of the violin, the flute, and the hammer dulcimer, the, the cymbalum, were the first three instruments to form a klezmer band. So I think it's the flute itself that, oh, but you're not going to really, you're not going to really make it upbeat like, like the brass and the clarinets can do. So right. no right. thanks. So you've been such a trailblazer. I'm curious, uh, who do you see filling your shoes in the next generation coming up? Are there a few names that, that we could look I for? haven't given it a thought. I have not given that one thought. Okay, well, let us know because I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you, you must, uh, you know, all the waves that you've put out uh, with all of your work in this field, I would think that there would be some uptake and some folks that are inspired is, by what you're doing. In terms of Western flute, there are people who have Jan Boland. Do you know her? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. She did 
one of my klezmer sets incredibly well it was beautiful she's my age though so right um you have to find someone who really wants to run with it there's a recorder player married to jake the violinist that i think you've met yeah you you did who's married to him and they sound wonderful together she has managed to make the the recorder really a klezmer instrument what do you see in terms of a trend, in terms of the students that you find coming to you for, for auditions? You know, when, when you see fresh musicians coming in just out of high school, what's different now in uh, 2020 from 10 years ago, from 20 years ago, from 30 years ago? The trend has been uh, no one has majored in the instrument. They would be foolish. And it's, it's a liberal arts college is the right place if there's a good flute teacher to be. Um, and I think that the conservatory experience is probably more in jeopardy because where are they going to go? If they have a, you know, if they have a double degree component, great. Um, like Peabody, you know, Johns Hopkins. Um, and I've certainly been encouraging my high school students, very talented, um, please don't go to a conservatory. At least do what, what um, some have done, Re Rebecca, at least go to a fine school where there's the option of delving into other things. Join a Klezmer um, band I, or a bluegrass band. <laughs> right. I mean, you have to have, I think, a passion that's strong enough to weather the the huge financial storm that you're going to run into yeah um yeah. because yeah. you know it's only the singer songwriters really that that have careers and they're you know if if you're not one of the lucky ones that have um, been found discovered uh did you did you hear did you all hear cami folded no i didn't uh, hear that concert artist management i mean if they can't survive with Itzhak Perlman, et cetera, I don't know what they're, they're supposed to do. They filed bankruptcy. Oh you know, gosh. sure, it could be, yeah, it could be that the administration, the, the, you know, where's my millions that I'm used to getting? Right. Well, right. if I can't do that anymore, you know, you just don't know the, the level. But, you know, the Met, uh, you know, all these big organizations. So where are those positions that flute players are going to have? Education? You know, that, that's better. But as many people who have students going into music education, Andra, um, et cetera, um, and Rebecca, who's in it, the, the, the schools, in our country at least, can't, can't find the value for it. So how are you going to, you know, get your job? So there's no, there's less and less reason, and I understand it, unless you're passionate and you think you can get to that very, very, very top level. And that, that's, of course, to be defined. What is the top level? We all know wonderful flutists. Are they great musicians?
To hear the complete artist huddle with Adrian, among many others, and receive my regular Tune of the Month videos, subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash boxwood. We're grateful to you for your support and to Canadian Heritage, the province of Nova Scotia, and Culture Ireland. Thanks for listening.